You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, John, the other bit of news that came down overnight as I'm driving, as I'm literally going to pick up my son to drive into the airport at three in the morning this morning, I'm in the car and I'm, I'm listening to, uh, it might have been CBS Sports Radio, but whatever, there was a sports flash and it said, Carlos Correa, 12 years, $315 million to the Mets, to which I said, okay. Did I eat the wrong mushrooms last night? Like, is did it, it April first? Like, yeah, exactly, exactly, John. I'm like, what year is it? Um, but this is where we are. The the San Francisco Giants kind of balk at the deal based on s- some things they saw in the in the physical, in the medicals with Carlos Correa, and that opened the door for Carlos Correa to basically say, well, I'm going to go to New York. Who was they were sort of in on Carlos reportedly at the eleventh hour before he signed the deal. With San Francisco, the differences here, aside from the coast he's going to be playing on, the deal is smaller, slightly. 12 years, $315 million, instead of 13 years, $350 million. So Carlos's family will be fine, everybody. Don't, you know, no need to worry. Um, the the big thing is he's going to be playing third base for the New York Mets, which I found interesting. I guess just your thoughts on the Carlos Correa story. I'm like you when I got up and I saw John Amon, the New York Post had a story yesterday with the Mets owner, Steve Cohen, talking about how he really wanted to get Correa is kind of the cherry on top of the Sunday, but he signed, you know, he signed with the Giants. Nobody thought there was going to be anything wrong. And that was his wish list. He gets him his luxury tax is going to be more just a tax than third of the team's payrolls in Major League Baseball. Yep. Yep. John, yeah, I got the numbers from Jeff Passan. Uh, Jeff Passan had an article. The Mets are going to have a payroll once this Correa deal is done. The Mets payroll. Have you seen this number, John? Uh, yes, I have seen it. But go ahead. $384 million, their payroll. He's going to pay $50 million in luxury tax. That's No, I saw $111 million. In luxury 111? Tax. Wow. 111 million in luxury tax he's going to be paying. Yeah. According to Jeff Passan. So he's so the total outlay for player expense, salaries, and luxury tax is going to be just short of 500 million dollars, which is 150 million dollars more than the previous high, which I'm guessing was one of the Dodger teams of the last couple of years. Um, that's nuts. And that's something. And I know that there's owners. I think there's an owner in this town that looks at it this way, like that the Mets, the, the Mets are not part of the same ecosystem and market that these other teams exist in. They're it's spending in their own stratosphere right now. It's just like Deshaun Watson's contract, two hundred thirty million guaranteed. That's not that's not something that's standard. And it's interesting too. Remember Lamar Jackson bet on himself. He hadn't played worth a darn, and he's injured. Can't wait. To, I think they'll end up franchising him. Mm-hmm. But the thing on Correa going to third, one of his closest friends is Francisco Lindor. 
And I'm wondering if his contract has something to do with Lindor's contract. You know, Correa has never wanted to go to third base. Yeah. And he's not A-Rod. He's a shortstop. He wants to play shortstop. And I'm sure he'll be really good at third. But, uh, you know, he didn't have a great season. You look at his numbers. Jeremy Pena had as many homers and RBIs. He just didn't have as high an average. And Correa, I'll be interested up there now. Uh, when they play the Yankees, play the Mets, you know he'll get booed like crazy by the Yankee fans. Yeah, and of course the Mets fans will love him. Yeah, I'm John. I'm glad you said that. I, you know, it's I struggle to say this outright on the radio because it comes across. It, it can sound like sour grapes, but we're a year removed from Correa now, and the Astros are still winning World Series without Correa. So I, I, I'm, I think Carlos is a little overrated. You know, like I think he's never been an elite offensive shortstop. He is an elite defensive shortstop. And I, I just I think it's better that for him that he goes to a loaded Mets team than to try to be the the foundation of the Giants. I think there was going to be a lot of pressure there. The, the Giants were viewing him as a guy that they were going to build around. I don't think I think if Carlos Correa is your your, your best player like clearly your best player. Like he was, he might've been the Astros best player in 2021, but there were plenty of other guys who were right there with him. You know, there's, there's a half dozen other guys who are on the same level as Carlos that year. If he's clearly your best player and you're building around him, I, I you know, I, I think he was going to be set up to be to, for that contract to be under heavy, heavy scrutiny. Now that it's just blending into the tapestry of a bunch of crazy contracts and it sounds weird to say this because he's going to be in New York. I think there's less pressure on him in New York than there would have been in San Francisco. Uh, one of the things I miss about him going to San Francisco is playing the Dodgers all the time. Yeah, and, yeah. And that, that rivalry. But thing is, he missed a bunch of games last year. The yep. year before was a contract year, so he was healthy. And if he doesn't play, you know, he can play and not be, and be mediocre. But if he doesn't play because he's hurt all the time, that's when he's going to hear it from the fans and the media. Are the Astros still the favorite in your mind? Not on the betting board. Are they still? Uh, did you ever? Do you view them as the favorite to win the World Series before and after this Carlos deal? Yeah, I don't think Correa moves the needle for a team winning a World Series. I yeah. mean, let's let's look at it. you know Verlander obviously helps their rotation, mm -hmm. but Degrom and Scherzer spit the bit in the playoffs. Yep, and Verlander wasn't really good. Was very just got by in the World Series. And when you spend that kind of money, there's only one thing you can do to make it worthwhile, which is win a World Series. Now, yep. maybe if they'd lost the World Series, but the Mets were like, they they were a huge disappointment in the playoffs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's the thing, John, they're in a division like the Astros are in a division where they can feel pretty safe that even if they take a few steps backwards, talent wise, they're still going to win the division. I know Seattle's coming and they're a good team, um, but they're, the Astros are still a clear cut favorite in the division. The Mets and maybe this is why they're one of the reasons they're doing this is so they, they can actually win the division and not get stuck playing a wild card series, uh, you know, be one of the top two seeds instead of have you know losing two out of three to to some other wild card team 
but man, they're in a division where Philly went to the World Series last year. Atlanta went to the World Series the year before, and they're still a really, really good. Both those teams are still really, really good. And the Phillies made moves. They signed Trey Turner this offseason. You know, the, the Phillies aren't afraid to spend money. Maybe not Mets money, but they're, you know, they'll they'll always have a, a good roster. Um, I mean, there's a chance they're spending almost $400 million on salary to finish third in their division this year. I think that Jim Crane, uh, he told us publicly he wanted a couple of bats. He's got one bat. Jose Abreu, I'm still hoping they will trade for a center fielder like Brian Reynolds of the Pirates, who's under control for three more years and wants out. And don't give them anybody on the current roster. Give them young guys who are in the minors, mid-level, whatever, and get a center fielder. And I don't know what they're going to do for a backup catcher. Maybe they're going to go with Corey Lee and that other young guy behind Maldi. But, uh, you know, you have faith in what they do based on how it worked out with Pena. But because of their pitching staff, best bullpen in baseball, six deep starters, they still got to be the favorite. They got to be the favorite. And look, they're, this you know, this time of year is not the only market to improve your team. You know, the Astros are very, very adept and have been adept at improving their team in season. So I like the backup catcher thing. I, yeah, I'm disappointed in that. I would love to have seen Vasquez come back. But they picked up Vasquez at the trade deadline for a couple prospects. You know what I mean? Like they're they they that that market will be there. The center field thing, I'm with you. If they can find a difference maker in center field, no disrespect to Chaz McCormick, that would be um, that would be awfully nice. But yeah, that's uh, I think early June is when the uh, Mets are coming to town. So that you, that, that already has juice with Verlander and Correa. Now. Can you imagine when if you have Alvarez and left Tucker and right? They've outlawed the shift. I saw a stat this week that the Astros lost more hits to the shift than any team in baseball. And I'll bet you Tucker and Alvarez uh, were most of them. Yep. And then if they get a legitimate center fielder, you got Brantley as the DH, and uh, uh, and then you got that infield. That is, boy, there would be no weak links, no automatic outs under Maldonado. Nope. Nope. Yeah. That would, it'd be amazing. It's going to be fun either way. I mean, even if they don't make the move for a center fielder, that one through six is a pretty sporty one through six. I mean, those are, those are six really, really productive professional, like just, I say one through seven, really now that they're bringing Brantley back too. you know, that's, that's, that's uh yeah, they go get a center fielder, John there, other than catcher, there's not an easy out in the lineup. That would be mm-hmm. uh, something else. Now tell you what they don't have. Hmm. They don't have a Diaz or a Gonzalez who can play multiple positions and start at any time. There's got to be somebody out there. I didn't know who who Almeida's Diaz was. Yeah. And I wonder if he hadn't stunk it up so bad in the playoffs, if he would have if they would have brought him back, although he ended up getting what, six million a year from the A's? Oh, did he? Teams. I I yeah, hadn't it seen was that. an unbelievable contract. Oh wow, that, from was, the- that he was I think that's what it was, two year ah. deal. Yeah. And uh, it was something, you know, for somebody to sign with the A's, it's got to be money because they're by far the worst team. But they do have to get somebody that can come in and start at just about any position other than catcher, which is something Diaz did a really good job of. And he was a pretty good hitter until he got to the postseason. Yeah, they, yeah, he did sign with the A's. Uh I gotta look and see what the money was on that. If there, see if, if it was six million a year. Let's see. No, it's more. Fourteen and a half million. Oh my years. goodness! 
Hey, John. His agent, you talk, we talking about Scott Boris, whoever his agent is, did the best job in negotiating in the offseason. John, the A's paying someone $7 million a year. He's going to be an everyday player for them. <laughs> he's, he's, well, it shouldn't be too difficult. No, no, to crack that lineup. Oh, I haven't even seen that. That flew under the radar for me. Well, I guess Yuli's still out there. They do have Mauricio Dubon. I'm not saying Dubon's anything great, but he, you know, he, he's got some utility aspects to him. But yeah, that. Finding somebody who's got maybe a more capable bat than Dubon would be good.